your number one advice as, as a Vegas enthusiast okay. to someone who maybe hasn't visited Vegas and will for the first time? So my number one advice is actually stolen from another podcast, High okay. and Mighty. Um, Shout out High and Mighty. Yeah, ha- Adam Pally is one of the guests that'll come on with John Gabris, is the host, and they've done like seven Vegas, like going to Vegas yeah. uh, conversations. Yeah. And the best one I had ever heard was, every time you're in Vegas, plan big dinners, especially if you're with like a couple people, like a good group, or yeah. you're with your yeah. partner or whatever. Make sure you go to a really nice dinner every night, because if you're like a degenerate, like if you're coming to Vegas, you're probably wanting to gamble, right? Like, and if you're not, don't come here. You don't need to. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing so great. I about, mean, there's a lot of shows. You there's know? stuff to do, but like, come on. Yeah. All right. All right. But what you want to do is is you have that meal that takes like two hours, right? And then that's basically effectively saving you money. Because let's say it's like <laughs> save money by like, spending money is what it's you're like two hundred bucks a person. Let's say you go to really like the nicest restaurant, it's like you can a, go like to. a bougie bougie place, right? Yeah, you yeah, spend yeah. two three hours there, you can lose way more than that way quicker in Vegas casinos. Oh, uh, so you're talking like time, it, to, just time to, to away dollar. from the casino. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, and there is like that higher level of food in. Vegas, like it's such there a difference is great between food here. There is okay great food. food in Vegas that still costs a lot of money, like you know, like thirty dollars for like yeah, an entree. Yeah. The and mid food here good. is terrible for the value. Yeah, but then the you go to those higher value ones, um, and that's really where you get your money's worth. Honestly, it's not even that bad when you think about it in Vegas, like because you're like okay, one hundred and fifty bucks per person, like. For a three-hour meal, bunch of you remember what we did that uh, we went to that meat place, Bazaar, Andros Bazaar, yeah, yeah, Bazaar, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was not meats. that expensive, and we all ate so it was much crazy. food. Crazy, it was so good, so much. So food. that's that's what it is. All right, food. that is that Spend money yeah. on food. Um, and it's then, so expensive, but yeah, Spend and money then on food. you don't have to have the nicest hotel. No, like because no. you will not be in the hotel that often. So really think about your hotels based on location. Um, Call ahead to make sure all their elevators are working. That's true. That's true. We are in the Rio, and it was a mistake. I'll say that. Well, last time we were at the Luxor, and it was also a mistake. So. And you know what? That pissed me off because I wanted to like it. <laughs> I wanted to like the Pyramid <laughs> Hotel, but it was really, truly terrible. It was a terrible, terrible This is hotel. the DMGT Podcast. I am your host, Danny. And I'm Spencer. And we are at CES for Las Vegas. We're not here just for fun. We're at CES, baby. We're no, here. Danny's actually prohibited fun. <laughs> yeah, no. I get, uh, Honestly, he's kind of mad at me that I said, like, hey, this is kind of a work trip. Um, so focus up for give me two nights. Give me two nights. This is the second night. And you can see in his face, he's very annoyed. I'm uh, trying my best. <laughs> And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We're here as media at press for the first time. So this is just going to be a little bit of our impressions of CES, mm-hmm. seeing all of the tech here, being what it's like being here for a work conference, technically. But it's also a little bit of fun. It's also a lot of fun. We do this for fun anyways. We yeah. were doing this for fun before, for solid two years. This is just like we're huge nerds and... This is like one of the nerd meccas, I would say. It really is. So CES is, for those that aren't aware, I mean, I'll just do a quick intro there, is a consumer electronics show. Uh, And it has been running for 100 years now. This is the 100th year that I didn't know. They're not like pushing it as much as I thought. No, they no. They have like these like the signs. signs we'll yeah, say the 100 signs years, are 100 but years, like, but they're not pushing it as hard. Yeah. Uh, but that's very cool that, that it happens to be our first CES. Yeah. And it's also 100. Pretty cool. Now it'll um, be easy for us to count how many times we've yeah, gone. We yeah. started at 100. So, you know, like similar to being born in 90, yeah, yeah. I was always like, oh, when I'm 10, that's 2,000. That's easy. Yeah. And now I just have to add 10. Math. Quick maths. Yeah. Number one, quick maths. To figure out <laughs> what age I am. I'm just like Blink-182. So I think I've, I've kept an eye on, and we've both kept an eye on CES for, for quite a long time. Like mm-hmm. I follow it every year. Uh, but it's kind of cool to like be here in person um, and just like see some of the bleeding edge stuff and stuff that they've already announced, but like things that we've seen online that we've talked about before to like see it physically ourselves, yeah. I think has been really cool. Uh, it's like, and I think you'll you'll understand this. It's like going to the world's biggest and coolest 
Best Buy. Yes. That you can't buy anything at. Right. But it really feels like that because I used to just like go into Best Buy as like a kid or a teen and like my parents would be like, all right, so like get, go look around, I guess. Yep. Like yep. we're just going to chill here. And then it's basically that, but like you get to touch even more things. It's very fun. Um, there's just so much to do. So we've, I would say we spent, what, it was six hours today? Yeah, six hours today at the Central Convention Center. So this is where all the big like uh, displays and exhibits are. So we will talk about some of the announcements and some of the things that, that we've seen and our impressions there. Uh, but like the big stuff was like the LG, big exhibits, Hisense, uh, TCL, and then like a lot of the car manufacturers too. So you get like Honda, your mm -hmm. Hondas and like your other GMs, like just doing all the new car tech stuff that they're doing. We barely did some of that, but we really stayed focused on the consumer electronics side. Sony's area was massive. Yeah. Uh, Samsung's area had a huge line to get in uh, before we got, we didn't actually go in there. We'll we might get to it, but also it's like, I'm, I don't like that they're like the only one of all the big players of like display technology yeah. to be doing that. Yeah, that they're limiting and, uh, how many people can to, come in. To yeah. be honest, it doesn't need to be that. Probably based not. On, based on what you could like peek in and see, I'm like, they're just letting less people in. That's it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just, all it is. Like, that's all it is. That's all. Um, which is so weird because they did announce, what did they announce? They, they had the um, transparent, Bali. the Bali, but they also had the transparent um, micro LED. Mm. Uh, TV. That's they're they're the first ones that have the 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 micro LED, the micro uh, transparency, uh, which they announced on Sunday night, and they had we we missed. It's like we went to the press conferences on Monday, so this is how it works out: press conferences on Monday, and this is basically just like exclusively media, and it's all like whatever you would see on a press release, a blog post, and things like that. This is where they're announcing a lot of this stuff. A lot of it felt like a company audience. Yeah. I will yeah. say. Um, some of it was cool to like see how they were approaching it and directly from their mouths. But a lot of it was also like, oh, this is, you're just like fluffing and tooting your corn, your own horn rather. Yeah. Corn. I don't know why I said Hey, corn. you're tooting your horn. Tooting your horn. And uh, yeah, some of it just felt like a company all hands that didn't, wasn't quite as fun. And we will say, Samsung's Samsung's sucked. was pretty rough. Samsung's was bad. Like, that's kind of why I'm pissed off about their line even more. Like, if it was a cool press conference, yep. I would be excited to stay in that line. But I think the problem with, just the problem with consumer technology right now is with the advent of AI, yep. every company has to talk about how they have AI. Like, in every company. If you're a company that has any technology, you have to talk about something about your company that is using, quote-unquote, AI. Right. The problem with Samsung's uh, press release or press conference is they talked a lot about the letters A and I. But I would say they yeah. gave me oh, no man. indication about anything that they were actually doing with it other than, to be honest, like, like looking back at my notes, I, I, I think I wrote like, is Samsung's approach to AI effectively just we want to have more oversight into your life to quote unquote make things better that's for you? That's effectively all AI at this point. Right. right. It's just machine learning. And that's another <clears> thing. <throat> it's like AI is not what like the like people are throwing around AI in so many different ways. And like with Samsung, I was just like, do you even know what you're doing with it? Like so, do you all know? I'm glad that you brought that up because one of my thoughts going like in their in their conference was it feels like all their services are very fragmented right now and they're trying to consolidate, but they don't yeah. know exactly how to do it. Because I heard SmartLink quite a few times. I heard uh, what's some of the other services? Bixby? Bixby. Don't they have Bixby? Bixby, that's right. Bixby is like their AI assistant. Mm -hmm. um, and then they went into Tizen like... Tizen OS. Tizen OS. Their phone OS, their TV OS, and then like well, Tizen's some of their, their TV OS. But then like their appliance stuff too was like which is smart home, smart home, or smart thing. Yeah, so it's like so it there's, is there's, all there's over the quite place. A, all over the place, which didn't help the keeping yeah. a through line there. But then 
<laughs> they didn't bring up the tra the transparent micro LED that they announced. Unless it was in the last all. like three minutes, because we did leave a little tiny a little bit early. a little tiny bit early. But I can't imagine. And then they completely glossed over the, the coolest thing. That the they coolest had. thing that they probably could should have spent more time talking about. So they literally like we are just people are literally falling asleep. In Truly, this press like, conference. like we're people seeing people nod off, asleep. and it's only like two p.m. It wasn't yeah, like the yeah, end no, of the it was, day. It was, it was kind of the middle. Yeah. People are nodding off. And then maybe it's 10 seconds. They just go, <laughs> if oh, by the way, we have the first completely wireless uh, 8K short throw projector, uh, basically ready to go. You can mount it ceiling or, or floor. And then they're like, all right, but we didn't even say that part. They were just like, yeah, and there's this AK projector. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, and then they completely moved on. And then on. they never talked there about it There were reactions again. from the crowd. They were like, wow. Like, yeah. what is... What? Samsung's... The, the reason that Samsung's was so bad was because there was obviously moments where in the... Uh, the what is the what, teleprompter? Yeah. You could... There was pause for, for applause. For applause, for applause. And it, because when, they just were like... They were like... Spending all their time on, on AI. But then they were also like, and we love the earth. <laughs> and it's like pause for people loving that we love the earth. So here's the thing. Companies, like whenever they bring up sustainability and ethical responsibility, you got to stop. I, I understand why from a marketing and PR standpoint. But right now, they specifically went... And, and I'm going to go there for, for a second. They specifically went to the good and positive things that they're doing in Africa specifically. And I think that is such a poorly timed thing to do to then completely ignore all the problems that's happening with, like, cobalt mining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, and now, you're, it's and now you're welcoming all that criticism by specifically targeting, like, hey, here's all the stuff that we're doing with education and our tech in Africa specifically. Is I don't know. It just the, feels like tone, tone deaf, and they're not understanding. We're ragging like, on where, Samsung. Yeah, but I we are ragging on Samsung. The quote of the night that was like the most yucky corporate to me was the Sony press conference. Ah, uh, Sony's press because conference. <laughs> it was not good. Like there was, it was not a good. It was like, what are you? you it was didn't just even ads. Tell us anything. It was just ads. It. Yeah. it was basically ads um, the entire time. But the thing that I think it was the CEO said. Uh, I wrote it down, uh, and it was, Sony has always been a company for good. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? No. Like, a company, no. And we, no. look, we're PlayStation people here. Yeah. Uh, we're PlayStation gamers here. But a company that big, like, like just, so, it's like, no, 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 no. You've never, no. <laughs> like, that's, you can't say that. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So, the press conference is tough. Um, I will say my least favorite part of CES so far, mm. but that's also where you get like, you have to like, you're basically just hoping you get fished, you get fed a little bit of that bait of like the big announcement. Yeah. And then like you wait for it to wait to see it on the showroom floors yeah. starting on Tuesdays. We got very little of that, I'd say on Monday. Yeah, they were not worth the time really except no. i would say tcl high sense tcl was great high sense was great tcl in particular i think tcl's was, was good was they like, like tried to have some fun with it um but then they tcl and high sense they both talked about their shit yeah like, like they tangible. actually were like tangible. hey here's like, what hey, we're doing here's, here's our the upgrades TVs. like here's the upgrades right 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 here's like some other like uh tcl's um what was it? Uh, next page, something like that. NXT, it? yeah. Next paper. Next paper. Uh, display next technology paper. that's supposed to be better on your eyes. Though technically, it's not even new. It's the second year that they've like been pushing right, it, right. which is I think part of this particular CES. Like I was thinking about how I think a lot of the vibes of CES this year online are not a lot of new shit. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of just like iterative iterative stuff. And I think it's because it's like, if you think about... Last year was first uh, year back right. live in person since COVID. So. But you think about like how video games, I feel like, was more ready to yes. work from home and like 
So that's why like 2023 was such a banger year for video games because all of the pandemic stuff finished up. I feel like next year is where the catch up in on the tech physical side. tech yeah, side, yeah. like device tech, because there, will you know be, all the physical manufacturing that has yeah, to occur. Like right? there's like it's so much that could have, couldn't happen. Yeah. So um, conferences, all of that. That's our impressions there. TCO had a good time. They brought out like uh, they had Carissa Thompson. Um, I forgot. I don't know any of those. People, okay, so yeah. they had some NFL like it's uh, analysts analysts that uh, do and. Uh, Thursday Night Football, primetime on Amazon, and then they also work with Fox as well, uh, which was super cool. And at the displays, at the exhibits today, they, they, they leaned in. They yeah. had a bunch of footballers. Bo, uh, Bo Jackson was in attendance. He was taking photos with people. They had like this whole football field th- uh, thing set up, which was really cool. Um, we, we, we saw Paul Pierce and Richard Jefferson at... Uh, Just at the High Sense. At the High Sense. Kitchen area. Kitchen. Just like cooking doing steaks. Doing stuff. They were making steaks. Very weird. Um, <laughs> it was so fun. Couldn't hear a word they were saying, but Not they at all. Not at all. were having a good time. They were having a good time. Uh, and I will say, Richard Jefferson's head is <laughs> as round as I've ever seen a head. You know, if we if I post that clip on TikTok, he will probably respond. He it's a, respond I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He has an extremely spherical head. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know either. It's like everyone. Going. Like you always are. Like you know, if you ever go bald, you hope your head's not like lumpy. His head is not lumpy. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's you know, it's a ni- it's a nice bald head. It's a great bald. I mean, it is <laughs> fucking waxed up. Shiny as hell. Shiny, you know, I got that yeah. polish going. Well, he, he his is like the, uh, <laughs> he doesn't have any anti-glare on his screen, let's say. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's get into some of the stuff mm-hmm. that we got into uh, and our hands on because there's quite a bit. Uh, monitors, TVs, so much racing, uh, like, too car much. setups. I, too much, I'd say. Too much car setups. Th- that's not interesting anymore. Those w- have existed for, like, 20 years. So... Here, here, here's what was interesting to me because it, I think the theme so far at this CES, at least from like what they're announcing and what they're talking about on, outside of like, you know, they're upgrading monitors, new monitors and things like that. A lot of focus on providing services and software to vehicles mm-hmm. and your experience inside a car and behind a wheel. And there seems to be conflicting messages with how the different approaches were because it yeah. seemed like every major electronics components maker, your LGs, your Hisenses, your Sonys, Samsung, Samsung, all basically like latched on to a car manufacturer and said, we are building the thing for them. So yeah. there's a couple of things happening there because if you haven't heard, uh, I think it was for, there's a couple of car manufacturers want to pull away right. from incorporating CarPlay, Google and Apple's. Yeah, basically they don't want to do their, they want infotainment to be outsourced. Yeah. And so one of the excuses they used was like, hey, we're pulling away from this because causing too many car accidents. People are too distracted because they have this nice display. Also, by the way, we're partnering with this electronics manufacturer to make 25,000 more displays <laughs> so in the car. many displays. Everything becomes in your a display. Car. It's insane. I will say LG's, I think, was probably the most flagrant. LG's uh, was like, we want you to watch Netflix while you're driving. Like that insane. was their fucking takeaway. It was insane. The like, we have four or five screens in your car. The whole dash is a screen. Like it. It was. I'm like, I think the thing about sometimes where we are with technology and kind of what CES is like telling me this year is we're grasping at straws of what we need. You know, like we don't need. Our cars no. to be also our houses in well, terms of the connectivity we have. Well, I think there's also the the aspect of like how can we actually make AI functional for consumers? Because this is the consumer's electronics right. showcase, right? So it's all about like focusing like how can we get the masses on our side or using our thing. Um, I will say at least Samsung's the one positive about Samsung's presentation is their implementation of of software and AI in their vehicles was more about the function of getting you where you need to be and only showing you utility things. Yeah, like and, the sa- and, it was minim- safety forward and safety forward, minimizing distractions. Yeah. So that that's where like that clash is happening. I think a little bit here. Well, I think the confusing thing is 
you know, like when you're in your current car now, right? So many things that your car can do in its infotainment system is when it is in drive or like when you're in drive, you can't use it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like that is, I think, regulated by the government. It's not their choice. So like they're pitching, hey, you can have like Netflix on the passenger side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, this like more control of this, the, the, the seat back stuff or whatever. And I'm like... We're not, you're not going to be able to use that. Because that is literally, it's like, have you ever been around a TV where you're not planning to watch TV, but a TV's on? What do you do? You, you just start, start watching. watching. You start watching. That'll be the exact same thing if Netflix is, yeah. oh, it's only on the passenger side. Yeah. And I can see it. It's, uh, I think I understand, like, I, because this is all conceptual too, and like they're, they're basically prototyping like what it could solve for. I think eventually, because there's an increased want and like focus on like self-driving vehicles. Mm. Like, okay, what do you do if you're behind your A lot of them did not driven. have in their what they showed, no steering wheels. Almost, so I think, there was almost no steering so wheels in their that's, concepts. I think that that's the future they're trying to like push towards. Yeah. Um, whereas in the meantime, I will say some of the AI stuff, because there's also so much AI talked about and so much AI presented at, at CES this year, is Stuff that I'm not upset at. Stuff like, hey, we're going to be tracking like when it's probably time to reorder groceries yeah. or you know, the Roombas and the robot vacuum cleaners are getting smaller, smarter. They're detecting like the floor surface and which room you're in and kind of adjusting like how it's cleaning based on the space right. to you know, make things easier, your home chores and stuff like that. Some of that stuff, you know what, fine. Th- those are like chores and things. Fine, automate all of that. I'm not upset about that. That's actually, you know, you're not removing from like the arts, and I think they (laughs) try to like stay away from like focusing on that side of it, Um, which is ironic because SAG-AFTRA literally just announced as we were coming back to the hotel that they have reached an agreement with AI voices for voice acting and acting, Mm. and people are not super happy about that, Mm -hmm. and it's very interesting and I think very intentional that they kind of like announced that a little bit under the radar rather than making this like big rah-rah thing like they are with everything else that yeah. we're talking about with AI. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think the, the thing about AI is every press release we saw, press conference we saw, like all of the conversation about it was effectively them saying, we'll, we'll regulate ourselves about it, don't worry. Right. And I'm like, mm, uh, and, and, and it's just, it just feels so gross when all these companies are <laughs> saying, like, they all, every company mentioned democratize. democratize Ooh, I think that was my least favorite thing. Democratize. I think that was my least favorite word of the, of, of the right. week so far. Because they're saying what AI will do is democratize. I'm like, no, what AI will do is destroy the job market. It will rebuild something. But the first part is it will destroy it. And... We don't have a good track record as a humanity <laughs> uh, of correctly dealing with no, these types no. of insane leaps of what labor means. I will say it is very frustrating and hard to like because I'm I'm really excited that we're here. Um, yeah, but also like as social consumers, as much as we try to be as well, it's like it's hard to like consolidate these two things where it's it like we know some of this is probably not for the good yeah. of people in general but some of the implementation i think it can be can be pretty cool and pretty interesting and i will say at least that part is less i i see more more utility on like the home stuff and like yeah. tracking ai in your home and your kitchen cars and all that call whatever, your whatever. officials and say hey we we should regulate ai and also universal basic income should probably like be something we're talking about a lot more in yeah. the next five to ten. Well, we're going to have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Spencer, what was your favorite thing that we've seen? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Samsung. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing I've seen at CES thus far, um, I think the most impressive thing was... TCLs, man, TCL really impressed. Mini LED, TCL really impressed. Flagship stuff. So there was, I think it was like a seventy-five inch screen setup. And the cool thing about CES is it's all nerds. 
So everyone yeah. is doing nerd shit. So me and Danny are looking at this screen, and we had just left the high sense like flagship area, yeah. and like pretty impressed with their 110 inch screen. Massive, especially their 8K Massive. one was like yeah. truly crazy. It looks awesome, and like really getting like super close. You can actually be like, no, actually like having double the amount of pixels. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really does make a difference when you're like looking really, really close. I can't tell the. I can't. You couldn't the find pixels. the pixels. You could pixels. not find. The subpixel, like you, but you can see that on the 4K. Yeah, really cool to see those right side by side. But then we saw some blooming on the high sense, high sense one, which still looked very impressive. But yeah, but then TCL. we we get to the TCL, and me and Danny are half an inch away from the screen. Like we are really, and we're they like did a getting great really job in. with what the content they were showing was like a bright white dress, like woman on a completely black, black background perfect it's like they were bragging about it basically and there was legitimately no blooming it was insane all. it was absolutely insane it looked like an oled but then it was bright as hell it was so bright uh what what did they say Twenty thousand, uh ten thousand, ten thousand nits on regular content is what they said <laughs> no no sorry that was high sense that was, that was high sense that was high sense uh that one had a, just a shitload of dimming zones. 20,000 20, dimming, 20, dimming, yeah. dimming zones. Just because mini LED can be manufactured so much cheaper and faster than OLED can, I was on the fence about like it really taking over OLED because I have an LG, the, yeah. the C. And the it's a CX, great TV. It's a fantastic TV. I love it. Beautiful. The, the OLED, incredible. Um, I have converted. Mini LED is 100% going to take over the, the consumer market. It's just cheaper. It's more accessible. You can get them bigger. It's not quite there yet on the price think, point, but it's, it's about to. It's about to, especially on the flagship side. I think the thing Because about, the mid-range has already taken over. Well, that's the thing. I think the thing that OLED has done such a good job of is the marketing of it as no matter what you hear, OLED is the best, right? Like, because that's been the thing. But now you have like Sony, where they have a flagship that I think is actually as expensive or more expensive than their OLED flagship. Yep, yep. That is Mini LED. You have Samsung pushing Mini LED pretty hard. You have Hisense all Mini LED, um, and same with TCL. I think the crazy thing about TCL is we're at their huge area yeah and tcl has a ton of oled monitors and they don't do any oled tvs yeah that was interesting it's super interesting that was interesting they, they don't they mess around with oled they do they do and uh it's gonna be interesting tomorrow we're gonna be at the space where like all the gaming monitors and like the like pc gaming side of, of things and just general uh desktop computing uh technology is uh, we're going to see a lot more uh, monitors there. I'm going to be interested to see if like, they have setups there, uh, what the OLEDs look like, because their monitors looked great, honestly. There was this weird uh, like concave. It was like curved, but dome curved. So it, it was, was like, like curved vertically it was kind of and, like ver a... and curved horizontally as well. Yeah. yeah. It was like so like the like four points were like pinched. pointed towards you. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked really good. It was it was very strange. Like once you got like I set myself up and like got really in the center. You have to be centered, and it looks super immersive. It's almost like it's like almost it's almost, a, it's, it's almost it's mimicking the 360. Yeah. It's almost mimicking like the ultra wides. It was very interesting 360 setups. And then TCL. I mean TCL just had a lot of fun stuff. Um, like they also had the you can choose to make the monitor curved. Oh yeah, like, yeah. That was the fun. It had like one. an accordion. Looks like an accordion, like you know, like some pneumatic, like pfft, like it was wild. Yeah, and, and then and then like the fifty, what was it, fifty-seven inch, fifty-seven ultra inch wide, ultra wide, super ultra wide. <laughs> it was comical. Insane. It was comical, but insane. it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, what was your favorite thing you've seen? I know the TCL. I might have stolen it, but no, the TCL one was was super cool. Honestly, like seeing firsthand. The transparent OLEDs, the, the LGs. It was freaky. Uh, it was, was trippy. Was yeah. trippy. It's actually quite impressive how, um, like, pleasant the viewing experience is for it being transparent. I mean, even when it doesn't have the curtain, mm -hmm. as they're calling it, uh, the curtain up, it still looked really good. Just yeah. as a transparent screen. 
If you really paid attention, you can 100% see, yep. see through Normal the viewing distance, I don't know how much you're going to, like, daytime TV or whatever. Like, I also wonder how it is in daytime. Um, fair, fair, because we, it, it was very dark it in It was that relatively area. dark in that area. There was, like, a lamp, but nothing, like, overhead, nothing, no, like, hitting no. hard. Uh, nothing towards sunlight, for sure. I will say that I, I think it's definitely, like, kind of cool. To, it's one of those tech, pieces of tech that is, like, cool to see. Yeah. But it's like, would I ever actually want this or need this? Probably not. I will say, because I want to segue into in, into the, the portrait yes. uh, stuff, too. Um, I understand the appeal as far as, like, for people that don't want to center their living space around the TV. Because typically, it's the TV yeah. that you center everything around. That's my entertainment system. But I have seen the sentiments more and more uh, growing online that uh, people are like, I just don't want my space to be dominated by a piece of technology. I want some more greenery. I want some more art. I want some more other things that aren't just like, here's this big black box in my room. Yeah. And the transparent. No, I know. I know. It's like, it's sort of appealing to that because you can, the way that the LG is, is set up at least, and, and some of the other ones as well, it's set up so almost like a frame. Yeah. So like you can set up plants and paintings, pictures, whatever, and it looks a little bit more natural in that sense. But then you have the portrait TVs that I think can fulfill that need at a much more accessible price point. I think point. that's the thing. Like when it comes to what they're selling with transparent TVs, they're selling, hey, you, this is, you won't even notice it's a TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, but what you will have is a TV-sized hole in whatever is where you put it. Because, yeah, you could put some stuff on that bottom part, but it's not like you'd have like a bunch of shelves no. where it comes because there is that the screen that has to, the the curtain that has to come up. So I don't think you like maybe there's right. a way you could put some shelving behind it but and really make it look like that. But then at the same point there is a partition to that thing as yeah. well. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know it's almost like one of those and this is why I was saying like CES overall feels like it's like a little bit this year is like solving problems that don't really exist yeah because if you are someone that does not want a tv to ruin your design aesthetic and you really really care about that in my opinion don't get you would TV. just not have a tv yeah i know plenty of people that just don't or just have get a TVs. small one or just get a small yeah, they're, one yeah they're more like no i don't need my tv like uh if anything you yeah. know they have like a 16 inch laptop and that's fine like if they really don't want that aesthetic but then i also yeah when it comes to the hiding your tv while still having it the problem is solved almost yeah. as well with the samsung frame but then now we have hisense getting into, into the game and that was probably my second favorite thing was just how I, freaky it was to be like that does look like a matte painting it's hisense's uh portrait the tvs were kind of, the, the setup that they had with like actual paintings and then their own TVs, I will say the lighting that they, they set up, it. they juiced it, was nailed. Sure. It. They juiced it up. They for did sure a really good job, lighting, but they nailed it because super some impressive. of them I was like, "Oh, is that a TV too?" Oh shit, no, that's actually just a painting. It was super um, impressive. It was very impressive. We got footage that we'll, we'll share, obviously. So make sure to yeah. subscribe to YouTube, DMGT. Also follow us on TikTok. You know what it is. You got uh, it. It was, it was super. Also, cool really to see. quick, if anybody is, if enough people are watching this on YouTube. Uh, Tell us in the comments, like, yeah. do you give a shit about, is your TV a TV in your space? Like, is this something that solves a problem for you? <laughs> no, the answer is always going to be no, Spencer. But yeah. the point, all, half of the point of CES is just to try shit and then yeah. seeing what you learn from that. And it informs other pieces of tech. Yeah. I also, there. with how hard LG went on it as their, like, big ticket thing, I wonder how much it's going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be minimum 10 grand. Right, but the way that they were positioning it really felt like they were like, no, 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 we want this to be the TV you buy, almost. I, I, don't, I don't buy it. I know. I, I think I know, they have they to were do just it. Like, I think they just yeah, have to do it for yeah. CES. It was intense. Um, it was a lot. Uh, shouts out to the SVS booth. Um, oh, my God. The SVS booth was, oh, man, If you are so at cool. CES and you haven't gone to that booth, go into their room. They have just like, uh, like basically just like office room dividers yeah. creating a room. 
<laughs> and they have two. It was great. They have two so subs that are the size of like six pieces of luggage. Like it's like they're huge. They're massive. They're ma- massive. they're like this like this table this here, tall, but like but... that tall, but like three wide. Yeah, make it like a perfect cube. Like yeah. and they had two of them, and they played us uh, some clips from Spider Man, uh, Ramstein, and then they just they had like a like music thing that they had created specifically to show off the the speakers and because it technically was a dolby atmos setup right because it didn't it was a dts the first the one they were showing was dts oh it was the one that they made was dts it was dts um (laughs) it blew me away it was at the at the volumes that they have to put put Crank their speakers at CES in the space because yeah. it's like you know you try to put up some sound. It's a two million walls. square foot. It's but it's room massive. With, you look up, you know, hundred foot insane. Tall it's ceiling. industrial yeah. space. The resolution was in, incredible. Mm-hmm. The clarity on the highs and the mids were incredible. The location, the placement, the of placement everything. of everything, everything was, they nailed. SVS, shouts out. Yeah, y'all were great. That was awesome. That was like, and I. We have some footage, and it's just, it's just not going to do it justice. No, it just, it won't. just won't. It just can't. Like, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like, a lot of the bigger, bigger, everything is bigger screen-wise, yeah. display-wise. Like, that's the big thing. That's always what it is. But there's always a little bit of audio stuff that they'll talk about, like Samsung, all of yeah, the TCL. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, I'm a person that loves going to the movies. Like, I love going to a movie theater. I think it's, like, an irreplaceable thing. But with stuff like what SVS does, even, like, the TCL, the high-level TCL soundbars with wireless uh, height channels and all that stuff, and how big TVs are getting, because we have TCL with 115-inch, we have Hisense with 110-inch, we have uh, Hisense with multiple different projectors, Short throw. We had a ton of short throw projectors. A lot that of really short throws. Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Uh, then, and we saw the uh, Hisense has an 8K projector. Yep. That we saw that was really impressive, um, and all of this audio technology that we can get our hands on now. I mean, it is making it a hard bargain sometimes to think yeah. about going yeah. to the theaters. Where if you spend right now, if you you well, could, like, let's say you go five grand, you can have. 85-inch TV from a Hisense or a TCL. Yes. You can have probably, you know, like the high-level soundbar set up with a sub. Some of them even come with two subs at like 1000 1200 bucks. Like that, that investment is, you know, what? Not going to the movies for like 10 years, <laughs> you yeah. know? But then you're going to have a really good experience. Yeah, and, yeah. Especially uh, if you like movies a lot and like the, that immersive experience. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so cool. It's, it's cool, so cool how like, like controlling your own home's ecosystem of sound and, and audio, video, it's just fun. Like it's, yeah. it's a fun little place to tinker with. Yeah, I will say it's definitely better if you have a dedicated space for it because for sure. uh, your partners probably wouldn't love the speakers, how massive they are. Yeah, <laughs> but you they're have cool. to be underground to have the SVS set up, yeah. like deeply <laughs> underground. <laughs> your um, neighbors are for sure going to hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that was super cool. Uh, Spencer, you're really into AR. specifically, there's a specific range of AR, XR. It's XR now because it's like, Right, XR is all of it. All of it, all yeah. of it. Um, experiential reality, spatial reality, and computing. Mm-hmm. Talk to talk to us more about the the Xreal. Xreal. So you've been on Xreal. For I've a been while. on Xreal for a long time. I've been wanting their their device since I saw like something of someone on a plane. Like someone was like posting, like, "What the hell is this person doing?" Right, because um, they just like looked like they were staring at nothing um, with shades on. And I was like, that seems cool. I want that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got to, we got to try the X-Real, like their newest version, Light 2 or whatever. Um, and I didn't have, you know, I had to take off my glasses because they have prescription lenses you can get. So I'm like blind as hell without my glasses. And even still, I was just so impressed with like what that ability to 
like basically it's it's effectively wearing glasses, which means you don't have the VR problems, right? Which right. Like sweaty brow, like just like the That's tightness on the, the feeling of That's a fair point of all VR, the, even the best VR headsets. Like I can only have on for thirty minutes because then I just like it's just like pressure, all the pressure, whatever. So these are just glasses. Like they don't weigh all that much more than these. Like and no, these, they're very these lightweight. Glasses. They're very lightweight and. The ability to have that 120 inches of screen real estate, uh, the fact that I was communicating with the the employee of uh, X Real, um, and like talking to them while I'm seeing this video demo that they they were showing, yeah, and like that video demo has like pretty good fidelity for yeah. It looked, I mean, it was 1080p, but yeah, it looked but solid. like it for, looked solid. for like something that is, we're talking like 300 bucks. For these glasses, um, yeah. I think it's just really interesting. I'm. I really want to a get a review copy of them. Um, but I, I think I'm most interested in like if we're talking about not having screens, right? Yeah. Like if we're like the, solving that problem, the best way to solve that problem would be to not have to have a TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's, when it comes uh, down to it, if, I. Th- like what? Like that literally solves the problem. I now, think I, my TV is glasses. I think the timing of this is also like really good for like companies like Axreal, because Apple, like as Apple does, tries to undercut CES every year. Announced that the uh, Vision Pro is going to be uh, available starting in February. February. So at in a couple of weeks, you can start pre-ordering that now. Um, so they're like, okay, chugging along. They're proceeding forward yeah. after not hearing much about it for. Since he announced like it, six months, six months almost. Um, but spatial computing was like a thing, and like obviously we were in the uh, AR VR area of CES. That's where we started, right? But a lot, a lot of companies are still like, you know what? We believe that this is still going to be a market that's going to continue to develop yeah. and grow. And I think Apple announcing the Vision Pro and like moving forward with with, with that is. Only naturally, because as love them or hate them, yeah. Apple does influence the industry and the space oh, absolutely. that much. So I think that a lot of companies are going to follow suit, and companies that have been doing this for a while, like Metrio, yeah. are going to benefit from that because the price point is it's so much more accessible. Three ninety nine, right for three ninety nine for their top of the for line. the top of the line. Uh, and I actually think their top of the line, their newest one, I think it's actually fourteen forty p. That's ten times cheaper, and it's like fifteen hundred nits, like of brightness. Like it looks good. It looks good. It looks uh, there good. was no screen door effect on mine. I will say, like, this continues to be an area for me that I'm not super. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. It into. feels like something that you should like. I always I say know, that. I know, but but I'm I'm very interested in. Regardless, I think 2024 is the year I get some sort of AR something. Yeah. Um, because I also am, in, am very interested in the utility of no matter where I am, being able to have... Because I'm a person who I get super stressed out working from not my setup. Yeah. Like, like even just writing blog posts this week on just a laptop, I'm like, <laughs> I can't have all my things up. Like, you know, because like I've really... We've been in the technology industries as our career since yeah. we became adults. Yeah. And yeah. we've always had these like two, three, you know, <clears throat> a lot, like a lot, tons of, of, monitors, lot of visual real estate. Tons of visual real estate. And to me, like one of the things that I think about is uh, like energy consumption. Like that's a, that's, that is yeah. a humongous win for these types of glasses because the energy consumption. Is just my laptop will charge a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not powering uh, a whole standalone monitor. My whole monitor, yeah. two monitors, plus my laptop screen, plus my USB hubs, like all of those things that I have to have to have that going. The just the heat dissipation alone. That's is a, a fair point. Huge. We were fair, talking to the gigabyte people, and I was like, "Yeah, my gaming monitor, my PC hot monitor, as hell, hot as hell. Yeah, it runs so hot. Like and and like." Uh, you know, like the Big Mac monitors, the ones that we, we used to work off mm-hmm. of uh, in the office. Remember how, like, those things would, like, create a, like, a circle zone of, of heat? like, heat. Like, where, like, you like could, like, oven. melt chocolate, yeah. like, <laughs> under your monitor. Yeah. And, like, uh, for me, uh, like, that kind of stuff. Or even literally being here 
Think yeah. about that thing. Because I brought like a little portable monitor so you could like have an easier time editing some stuff. But imagine if you just popped on glasses, plugged it into your USB-C, and you had everything you I get needed. it. I get it. Like there's, there's, I think it's the utility of the technology that really, for me, it's like, it's Having actually the... solving a problem that isn't, it's like, my setup is fine, and I like my setup that I have. I have a 27-inch, 24-inch, my 13-inch laptop, uh, USB hub to connect everything so that I can have the, the three screens going. Um, you know, all that's great. Yeah. But that's also all together probably 1.5x how much those glasses yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... You're, you're pitching it hard, and I get it. I understand. I well, understand. I just think, I think it's actually solving, like, a problem because it also would, like, reduce the amount of, like, display waste that we have. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And, like, I think for stuff like that where it's, like, does it need to be a physical thing? Like, that's a huge win for, like, energy consumption in the environment is like oh no if this isn't like we don't have to power twenty thousand dimming zones (laughs) right as cool as they are and like pump out ten thousand nits of peak brightness or whatever like uh i I feel like that's a good thing like we should instead of always thinking like it has to be physically bigger like well what if like you know they create a way of like hey you can get like a four pack so everybody in your house you can still watch a movie together. It syncs up itself. You're sitting on your couch. You got to go to the restroom. You don't have to pause the movie. Yeah. It looks, it'll probably, it's like a, that's a shift in how we like consume things. But I don't know. It's always just so interesting to think about what it could be. And hey, shout out to the Google Glass. You had to die so everything else could live. You know what? The Google Glass was well ahead of its time. So well far ahead, ahead of its, of its time. time. Like, think about when Google Glass came out and like, the people that were like demoing it in the real world were getting like punched in the face because they had a camera. Yeah. Like, and just like how that wouldn't even register in today's world. Well, because you're being <laughs> recorded all the time, regardless. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's just yeah. so, like they were that far ahead where like the, people were still like literally punching the shit out of the people wearing them. And that's why they kind of stopped. <laughs> they were like, oh, the world ain't ready, literally. Yeah. Like yeah. people are getting attacked wearing these glasses. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how it's like, much that's And that's changed. like 10 years, right? Yeah. Uh, I will say, micro-LED, as much as you said about energy consumption, gets bright as hell, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it hurts your <laughs> it eyes. It's so insanely bright. It is bright. crazy. It is crazy. When micro-LED gets to a point where mini-LED is now, I think it'll be a few years, Yeah, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be insane. Well, the thing about micro-LED, and because this is like, it's really confusing. Like when we talk about mini LED, micro yeah, LED, yeah. OLED, all the different MLA OLED, uh, <laughs> QD OLED, QD mini LED, all of these different things. So micro LED, the big thing about micro LED is it is similar to OLED in the sense of yes, it has pixel level control yeah. of brightness or being on or off, which is exactly what OLED is. OLED is also a pixel, pixel level, level control of brightness and contrast and color. So, once they can figure that out, it's literally the winner. Yeah, it'll. it'll it's like not it's be just close. everything it else doesn't need it at that point. Like mini LED doesn't need to happen. OLED doesn't need to happen because it literally takes the best of both worlds. It's Hannah Montana. It's the it's, best it's of both, both worlds. I don't know Take the rest. Out, then we'll rock out the, the show. show. Something bad. Miley Cyrus is cool. She's all right. That's rude. It's just a classic case of an artist, you know, leaning into black culture and then getting popular and then being like, oh, actually, I'm not that anymore because I've grown beyond it. She did it. You Justin came in Biebs, like a rake Justin Biebs wrecking did ball. It, did it. Justin Biebs, did it. Justin Biebs' face tattoos. Most recently, Plus Malone has done it. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. That one, that one disappoints me quite a bit. The hazy, he's gone away from it? I feel like you still post one. No, because the recent album was very like you know, yeah, that's rock true. and rolly singer songwriter. Yeah, he's always had that element. He has, but you know, he went like, "Well, I'm trying something different now this time," and they yeah. all fucking say that. Every so time. you've heard it here first. Danny Sorry, hates on YouTube. white people. Whoa, like. <laughs> whoa! Oh my god! 
All uh, I'm saying is, all the people making all the tech at CES ain't white. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. No. I'm see, playing. I mean, I'm playing. Uh, I will say Americans are bad at technology because <laughs> and making it. Like yeah. honestly, for South Korea, just being one little place. Apple, and Google, not that big. Apple, Google, and Microsoft are the exceptions. And yeah. But like everything else is like basically from South Korea at this point. Mm-hmm. They're crushing us with like their leaps and bounds. Like it is every so time, every interesting time. like to see. And the, I also do think like, like Hisense is a South Korean company, mm-hmm. right? And their whole thing is like legitimately being like, we want to be, you, we want you to be able to have this. Yeah. Like more yeah. than any other company. Like, and I feel like, a lot of the South Korean brands that are at CES are in that, like, the balance of... Like, well, a lot of them like, are trying to, like, take down the Japanese juggernauts. Right, because the because that's gotten, like, a little bit higher mm-hmm. end for everything. And, like, you know, like, all of the best audio is high-end Japanese audio stuff. Uh, I, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting, like... It's, it's cool, yeah. With It's just, like, there's no just straight American companies really in the game at that level that... Is making like display technology, yeah, necessarily. No. But hey, SVS out of Ohio. SVS out of Ohio. Shouts out. SVS. So like we got something, I guess. But they're they're doing really good. We haven't even gotten to like some real like just raw gaming stuff and PC gaming things. There was a couple of uh, stuff that we saw on on the Gigabyte side, which I know Gigabyte has had a little bit of a tumultuous year on the consumer yeah. review side of it. Uh, but we had a good conversation with them. Um, we got to play. Early access to the last one's part. I, I was forgot so about excited. That, part. that I was, was crazy. So excited. I was so excited. And technically, we accidentally got video of it. We, did. we, we were like, turn it off, turn it off. And I was like, huh? <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they had the whole setup for the last one's part two. So they had the no return mode specifically. That they had the demo going um, in the game. I'm pretty sure they had the full version. Don't it was we the could've. it was the straight up. Game. It was straight up the game. Um, Honestly, played really tight. Here's the thing. The Last of Us Part II's gameplay, you have to master in order to, like, really enjoy it at the higher difficulties. Yes. Um, but once you figure it out, like, man, it plays. The stuff that you can oh, do yeah, in that game is really crazy. you were doing really well, and then, like, I played and, like, died instantly. <laughs> I set it to hard. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll just set it to hard for now. Um, it was really cool. I have a separate video for that that you can check out. But... Yeah, just the highlights there. The the gameplay I think is super cool. Yeah. Um, the How many way, different characters you, you can potentially play? It was you, like a list of like 20 it was characters. Lot, it, was, it was like 12 characters. So you could play Abby, Ellie, Levin, Yara, Joel, Tommy. Um, who am I? Who, I'm missing I a few know, people. Man. But like, the there's, big, there's quite a bit. Yeah. But the different levels are cool because like sometimes it'll be infected. Sometimes it'll be human enemies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's you just have to survive. Sometimes it's you have to like extract. Yeah, and so it's like they did say the 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 representative. He said rogue like yes, um, rogue like. So every run will be different than the last. It's right. not like repetitive. So they Santa Monica Studios and Naughty Dog must have collaborated to some degree on like the game design and level design because it's basically taking the Valhalla concept mm-hmm. that have you played Valhalla? I haven't yet? played it yet. Okay, yet. so I was playing Valhalla and it's like. Very similar, like, you go through the worlds, like, the initial setup is kind of the same, but as you enter the worlds and, like, the levels, it, the enemies switch up and yeah. all that. I mean, when you played as your, your, your section when you were playing, that was exactly a spot of Last of Us 2. Yes. You were playing in, like, the cabin I was, area. I was playing in the cabin area as Abby in the section where uh, Joel and Ellie's, uh, they have the, the, uh, the bloater fight. Yeah. In one of the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like this is cool, it, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it was it's cool. great. Plus, like all the lost levels that we're gonna have access to coming up. I'm personally really excited. Oh, I yeah. try I try to like sneak in like, yo, any chance I can get the uh WLF version because I want the playing cards or the the cards from in the game. Yeah. And he's like, whatever you see online is literally all the He's like, yeah. damn it. All right, that's fine. Uh but that was cool. The uh we didn't even realize that they had a bunch of different colorways for the the PlayStation Slim, the PS5 yep. Slim. Those were all brand new. <laughs> they looked really cool. They looked nice. Yeah. I like the, the metallic finish. Yeah, I wish nice. I wish they had those, those covers for the OG PS5. I mean, technically you can get I know you can. Covers, you can get them but, custom, but like uh, they look nice. They look really good. And then uh, while we're on PlayStation, uh, we have our Abbey for Season 2. We do have our Abbey for Season 2. That just got announced. 
Uh, what's Kate, Caitlin, Caitlin Devers. Devers? Devers. 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 I think it's um, Devers. Or Denvers or Devers. It's hard. Like, it's one of those names that it feels like it could be said any way you want. <laughs> um, but I will say, I think it's a good cast. I think it's good casting in the sense of, I think they have some similar facial structure. Um, obviously, it's good. It's, I, how do you become <laughs> Abby? Because Abby is like something that no actress that is like an A-list actress is trying to be unless that's their only thing. Right. Like unless they're like an MMA crossover. Because, you know, in Hollywood, actresses are tiny, very, very thin. Yep. Like that is just what they do. It's it's gonna be interesting to see this implementation of Abby and like we're getting into last. We hope she here. juices. I, That's what we both said. Cycle that. once. Cycle once. Cycle more than once. It's fine. You got the good stuff. It's just for foaming. Get it's the Chris okay. Evans stuff. Get the Chris Evans stuff. <laughs> that shit. Get the Chris Evans stuff. It works. It works really he good. He was yoked. Yeah. He was yoked. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a cool. I, I, I think also it's partly intentional on the HBO and Last of Us team side of it, things because some people did want her initially as Ellie. Mm hmm. Um, so now that she's playing Abby and knowing what we know about Last of Us Part 2 story, we won't spoil anything here. Uh, it's, it's intentionally to like, to like make people feel confused feelings. It's, it's going to be really, I'm really. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know if you can like look at Caitlin Devers and like get mad at her. Like actually people are weird and they will. Oh yeah. But literally the all normal the, person is going to be like, uh, the uh, post on Reddit. 100% of the comments were, I'm so sorry that she's going to have to go through this. Like, not about, like, how hard it's going to be to film, just how <clears throat> terrible people will be. And just Hopefully think about not. Like, Hopefully like, not. Don't be, come on. I will just say. Just remember, I, don't. I, I have more, a slight, the minusculest of more faith in a TV audience than in a gaming audience. I'm sorry. Well, Gamers but this are is a gaming TV worst. audience, which this is. But the, the, the TV audience has now overtaken the, the gaming audience. Because the amount of gamers that are like, I didn't like this implementation of The Last of Us. Almost no TV-only watcher has that sentiment. Almost none. Also, if you have a sentiment as a gamer, you're wrong. It's good. It's, it's totally great. great. Super great. There's a, Shouts out Nick Offerman. Nick got Offerman his got his damn M Emmy, yeah, dude. Yeah, Shouts man. out. Fantastic episode of so television. Um, so we're going to be doing a lot. We're, we still got more coverage and more things to do at CES. We barely got, we scratched the surface on the things that we saw in the last couple of days. Dude, I mean, I don't, like. It's my, wild my that brain, we're here. My, it's insane that we're here. My brain's going to become mush by the end of this. It's like, there's so we're much here. we're taking in. Like, well, there's pinball machines. There's, pinball there's machines. arcade, like, Ataris. Like, there, there was this cube, Rubik's, like, there was a, four by yeah, four Yeah, there was, like, a 24-screen like Rubik's cube <laughs> that was so also weird. a video it game. It was great. Like, there's. I love stuff like that. Yeah, and also, like. The, the 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 robot like the Samsung robot like we're getting close to really interesting things maybe <laughs> yeah uh, but I feel like this is still it's like incredible to be here we're so pumped that we were able to do this but I wonder what it's going to be like in a couple more years yeah like, that's the thing yeah. I think that's what be fun keeps people coming back to see us you're like okay well what's next what's next and some of the people we talked to they're like yeah last year was crazy this year. More iterative, but people that have been here for a long time and have been here for years and years continue to come back. They a lot of them still seem look excited to be back every yeah. year. So yeah. I think that's I think that's what excites me a lot too because it's a little bit overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's, it's super so much. It's it's yeah. There's 120,000 people there, <laughs> and none of them know how to fucking walk. <laughs> there are like four. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every uh, single well, person is trying to run zero, into me. Zero spatial awareness, I will yeah. say. For all this spatial computing stuff, <laughs> that's what I'm no saying. one like, knows yeah. it. No, maybe that's why I think they all need some of that maybe LiDAR shit fail. all the car manufacturers <laughs> are talking about. Uh, but hey, the MGT podcast is back. We're going to be doing a lot more CES coverage on YouTube, on the blog. Obviously, on TikTok, we have more uh, live ad hoc things going on. So we're going to go get some food because we're hungry yeah. and tired, and I got to edit. So it's been a hell of a week. Hey, thanks for watching. If you like this video format on YouTube especially, please uh, let us know and leave yeah. a comment. And also, for if, those you listening. Think, and, and if you if your comment is it looks bad, we know, we know. The we're at the real hotel. It's not like it's like the fucking Taj Mahal. Not ideal. Uh, and then for everyone else listening, 
go check it out on YouTube if you want to. But you don't have to. We're going to have clips on stuff. Bye, Bye. Pat. Bye, Pat. Bye, Jay. Jay didn't finish well, it. Well, Jay didn't finish it. <laughs>